It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder pull off another comeback win, this time beating the Magic after they grew a 15-point lead in this game. How do the Thunder keep pulling off these comebacks? And SGA is on his track to superstardom. We'll talk about it all coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn is there for you, helping you find qualified candidates. Just go right now to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOn. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder pulling off another comeback win, this time against the Orlando Magic. And SGA continues to dominate on both ends of the floor. Josh Giddy returns from injury. Lou Dort hits a dagger three. Alexei Pokashevsky deserves a ton of credit. But most importantly, how did the Thunder find a way to win this game and continue their winning streak. Now four straight games and the thunder are above 500 for the first time since 2021. So a lot to get into as I mentioned before with the game overview, Josh Giddy is back. Lindy waters and Chet Holmgren were the only players that were truly inactive as in like in street clothes. Everyone else was, was on the bench and dressed. Uh, Jalen Williams got the start, his first NBA start the thunder roll out. SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl as their starting five. However, their five leaders in minutes were SGA, Lou Dort, Pokashevsky, Trey Mann, and Josh Giddy. And the Thunder had a tough task today. 
they were going up against the magic who have all this length and all of this size and you know are like the thunder what they're trying to do like the raptors what they're trying to do i mean this magic starting five terrence ross at 66 franz wagner at 610 paula bencaro at 610 window quarter junior at 610 bull bull at 72 he's every bit of 72 watching him warm up in pregames on the court was just breathtaking watching bull bull do what he does that's such a such fluidity just fluidity at 7-2 was awesome. But the big story in this one was SGA. He continues his hot streak, named Western Conference Player of the Week, and just starts off his next week with a bang. What SGA did in this game was show you his gravity. And we talk a lot about gravity in the NBA when it comes to shooting, right? How, how can you change the way defenses are, are playing their coverage based on how well you can shoot the ball from three? But you saw SGA just be a magnet today. Because when he touched the paint, literally all five of the Magic players also touched the paint. Go watch those SGA drives. Watch how as the game progressed, if you freeze frame the play, whenever SGA is in the middle of the paint, and you look around him, there are five Magic players who have at least one foot in the paint with him. Because he's such an incredible driver. The drive and kick is available to OKC every single time. The Thunder just have to equip him with shooters around him, which they're trying to do. They, they're trying to do that, one, by drafting Chet Holmgren. I think that Jalen Williams has three-point upside, and so does Usman Jang, two other guys that you drafted. They also brought in the best shooting coach in the NBA, in shipping in this offseason. And of course, they still have this draft in this offseason to get more shooters as well. But that drive and kick is a tool because of SGA's gravity. Now, remember, you can go look yourself. You know, the, the NBA box score lets you, you know, watch every shot attempt. Go watch every SGA shot attempt again tonight, uh, you know, and throughout the day. And just freeze frame it whenever he gets into the paint. Everyone is there with him. And with that attention, even with that kind of, uh, you know, focus on him in the paint. SGA only missed three shots inside the arc. Everyone knows it's coming. Everyone knows he's going to drive. Everybody knows he's going to pull up for a tough mid-range contested jumper. And it just works still. Because SGA is reaching superstardom right before our eyes. And you've got another chance on Thursday to go out there and, and support this team, this is a fun team to watch. And it's led by SGA. You've got your superstar. SGA is him. It's a funny joke that him Duncan, the him Kardashian, all that stuff is a funny joke, funny Instagram captions, but it's true. Shea Gildas Alexander is a superstar. 34 points, six assists, should have had a lot more. But again, the driving kick was there every single time. He passed it to wide open shooters, and they just so happened to miss. This should have easily been a 10 assist plus game for him. 34 points, six assists, four rebounds. Once again, he's locked in defensively. Three steals, two blocks on that defensive end. He absolutely neutralized Franz Wagner in the fourth quarter. And he only had two fouls. So when you look at this game, you have your superstar player, the clear and obvious leader the clear and obvious best player on this roster. You have him setting the tempo and setting the tone defensively of, hey, 
if I'm engaged, if I'm in the trenches, if I'm playing defense, you should be too. And that's rubbed off on guys like Trey Mann. It's been clear and obvious. But in this game, he's matched up with bigger players every time down the floor. Again, he spent the fourth quarter just torturing Franz Wagner. And yet, even though he was at a size disadvantage, there's only two fouls on SGA tonight. He's playing physical. He's playing good defense without fouling. He's using his body, his wingspan, everything to his advantage. He got to the free throw line 11 attempts tonight. He shot 11 free throws. Made 10 of them. Shot 11 free throws. Only missed the one that was his first miss of the season. At the free throw line at the end of the game, he got MVP chance. SGA said after the game, getting those MVP chance felt like a video game, and that was awesome. Again, 66% shooting. He went 0 for 3 from 3, and then had those three misses inside the arc. That was his six misses. I think that one of the most important things about SGA, we talked about the gravity that he has as a roller and as a finisher. One of the most important things is his trust in his teammates. It paid off down the stretch. Getting that ball back to Lou Dort for the dagger was huge. Passing it to Poku to take the lead was huge. The trust in the teammates is not just some corny thing that you should uh, you know, observe, right? It's not just some corny saying. What it, what it is is him making the right basketball play. Even though SGA has the currency to, instead of kicking out to Lou Dort, instead of kicking out to Pokashevsky, would anyone be mad at him if he took a, a step-back mid-range shot over three people? No, because he's your superstar. He's your guy. He has that currency built up to where you know you, you can live and die with SGA with the ball in his hands. But yet he's still choosing and he's still electing, even with that freedom, to make the right play. And that is how you build winning habits. That is how you have a good culture. That is how you dismiss anyone who says, oh, but these last two years might have really impacted the culture. No, it hasn't. It's clear with the way they play defense at a top 10 level. It's clear with the way they don't turn the ball over as a very young team. It's clear in the way that SGA not only still makes the right basketball plays on the offensive end, but is now more engaged than ever on the defensive end. All these things are setting you up with a foundation to build a championship contender on. All of these things contribute to winning habits that, that, that everyone was so deathly afraid would go away. They're not going to go away. They're getting stronger. SGA is locked in. He is playing great on both ends of the floor. He's playing great on both ends of the floor, even defensively, playing great. He's engaged, giving effort. He is animated whenever his teammates do well. That, that, that pass to Poku for the layup that uh, brought them within one, and then there's a timeout, and he's hyping up Poku, hyping up at the bench. The, the, the shot that he made to take the lead by one, I believe it was, and he went on the sidelines and starts pumping up the fans and telling them to get on their feet. Like, he is engaged on defense, on offense, off the court, on the court, with the crowd, with the team, in the huddles. He is here. He's in Oklahoma City. They're winning games. He is happy. He is wanting to build this thing up. He's not moping around. The Thunder aren't wasting him. So if anyone still tries to convince you of that, if anyone is still tweeting or writing articles or doing podcasts that Oh, we've got to save SGA. Oh, poor SGA just withering away. Oh, the Thunder are wasting SGA. If anyone is doing that steal, what they're telling you isn't that SGA is unhappy. They're telling you they're not watching the Thunder play. They're telling you they themselves haven't watched SGA play. 
They're telling you that their opinion on this subject does not matter. Does not matter. They are the most ill-informed on the subject. They're telling you, hey, on this specific topic, you can mute the conversation, you can block the person, it doesn't matter. Because the way that SGA is playing on both ends of the floor and how he's doing it, it's not as though he's just, just accumulating stats. The way that he is scoring and the way that he looks when scoring, his engagement pregame, postgame, in the interview process, everything, is that of a face-of-the-franchise player who wants to be in his organization and wants to get his organization over the hump. And that was clear and obvious in this game. It's been clear and obvious all along, but this game was a great example of it. So if anyone still tries to give you those those messaging, those messages, they're just flat wrong. And they are they are exposing themselves as being flat wrong. Coming up, we'll talk Josh Giddy's return. We're also going to talk about Pokashevsky and how great this win was for the Thunder as a whole and so much more. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at LinkedIn, folks. LinkedIn is incredible. You need to go there right now to linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your jobs for free. What LinkedIn does is it helps you find jobs if you're somebody looking for a job, but also if you own a small business, if you own a company, if you're looking in the hiring process yourself in your corporation, it allows you to reach qualified candidates faster than their leading competitors. They are the ones to go to. You can do things such as screening questions to get to know an applicant before you truly uh, agree to interview them. You can do uh, these little like tests, skill-based tests to see, hey, can you even do the, the job in practice at all before you get to the interview process? You get a ton of resources to make the right hire when you go to LinkedIn and post your job there. Use the use the purple hashtag we're hiring frame on your LinkedIn jobs post. Go there right now, linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're talking about the Magic comeback win for the Thunder over the Magic. After the show's over, thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe for free across all platforms. You can go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the breakdown of the biggest storylines. So let's talk about Josh Giddy. 
Josh Giddy is back from the injury. Uh, did not start the second half of this game. Only played 25 minutes. He was staggered between him and SGA. Their, their, their minutes were kind of staggered against each other. And Mark said that that was kind of a, a way to boost the secondary unit, which I thought was a good idea. Uh, he was much more aggressive as the game went on. And that's expected. Like, we have to remember, number one, SGA and Josh Giddy. I'll keep saying it, have played less than 3,000 possessions together. They don't even have the sample size to even discuss what their fit is or looks like. I'll also remind you to look around the NBA. I think that a lot of times we can get so caught up in the Thunder and so caught up in what the Thunder are doing and how this team is operating and what the timeline is and everything that goes into it. Look at other teams in the league. Primarily look at Boston, right? Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they had achieved a lot. You know, an Eastern Conference Finals appearance here, a second-round appearance there, and still there were conversations by legitimate Boston sources of, and media people and, and big-time Boston fans and just people around Boston. There were legitimate conversations of, can Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown work together? Can this pairing, can this duo fit? They went to the finals last year. After starting slow, after starting terribly last year. There was, there was conversations last year about should you trade Jalen Brown? Can they coexist? Then they go to the finals, folks. So less than 3,000 possessions isn't even worth talking about, really, for if they can or can't work together. We just, we don't know, And but my best guess would be guess that they can. I think, I think that I like the stagger idea between him and SGA. Didn't ask for the second half. And, and the big thing about this game, it wasn't the seven points or the 10 assist or the steal or the block or the rebound. He shot 25% from the floor. Of course, the big thing is he's he's kind of nursing back from that ankle injury that's allowed him to miss uh, a week of the season. And he got more aggressive in the second quarter, had a really good third quarter to allow the Thunder to have a counterpunch against the Magic. And we'll see. We'll see what it looks like on Thursday against the Nuggets. We'll, we'll see what that looks like. Now, Lou Dort. This was a bit of a mixed bag game from Lou Dort. I think that the box score is not as representative of how good he was. There were some bad moments, right? He just still didn't not shoot the ball very well uh, at all. He had some bad drives or kind of reverted to some of those old habits uh, of kind of aimlessly driving to the rim and not having that crisp decision-making that we have seen so far this year. I will point out, we've still seen more good games this year from him as a driver and a decision-maker in the the paint than bad still. Now, that's just this year, not in his entire career, but just this year, uh, we've seen better from him. But... He did hit the dagger three, and he does show you that confidence to snap and clear a bad possession and move on to the next one. He hit the dagger three, and against a tough, lengthy Orlando matchup, he had to guard Paulo Benquero for a lot of the night. And Paulo finishes with 15 points on 46% shooting. I believe that this is the first time in his career, Paulo, that he's uh, been held under 20 points. Uh, he had been on a great streak of scoring 20 points. He had 15 in this one on 45, uh, 46% shooting. So Lou Dort did a really good job overall. Just nothing in that box score is going to leap out at you. I want to talk about the rookies before we get into Poku and get into how the Thunder won this game. Uh, so Jalen Williams, first start of his career, 20, 21 minutes played, one rebound, two assists, six points. It just it wasn't falling for him tonight. It was a tough night in terms of, again, the box score and like trying to accumulate stats to, to make your resume look good. But overall, I was very impressed with how active Jalen Williams was as a cutter, uh, playing his role offensively and defensively. 
uh, especially having to navigate playing with a mask. That, that is very much uh, more difficult than it gets credit for. It's not just a cool looking accessory. Like it's, it's tough. It's a, it's an adjustment period to play with a mask. And of course the natural jitters of having your first ever start uh, and, and having that spotlight on you. He was the player that was interviewed pregame for, for us in the media. You know, that's kind of a different routine to go to the radio interview, the TV interview, the big interview room, then go back to your pregame routine. Plus being a starter, right. Getting announced in the starting lineup, all that stuff is just so different, uh, but he did have some good moments. They just didn't and weren't represented in the box score. Usman Jang, 17 points, eight, uh, as I said, well, 17 minutes, eight points, two assists, four rebounds. He was two for th- uh, three from three, but he was three for three inside the arc. He was been, he's been practicing with the, with the blue. Uh, he was uh, recalled uh, two days ago. I believe it was, uh, they've been bouncing him around to, with the blue. He's practiced with them a lot. Uh, he played with the thunder tonight. He has shown a lot of flashes of a high end two way player of a guy who can play at least good on both ends, right? If you look at that scale of below average, you know, poor, and then average, above average, good, great. I think that he can at least be good on both ends of the floor. Uh, And then anything more than that, of course, would just be incredible. But he's shown flashes of a guy that can be good on both ends of the floor. Usman Jang has. I've been very happy with this rookie class for the Thunder, and it's been a fun rookie class across the NBA, Paolo Carroll being one of them. It was fun to watch him warm up and watch him play in this game. And it was fun to see how Ludort handled the test of yet another challenge, as he put it, after the game, but also another diverse challenge, right? Guarding guards, guarding point forwards like Luca, guarding big men like Paulo Banquero, who also uh, has some some guard tendencies into his repertoire. So it was just awesome to see kind of how Dort handled that on the defensive end and how the Thunder managed it even whenever Dort was not on the floor. Like Jeremiah Robinson Earl had a huge uh, second half on Paulo, you know, you know, allowing the Thunder to take some pressure off of Lou Dort and slide everything uh, up into more of a natural uh, fit defensively, allowing J-Rob to take uh, Paulo. So it was awesome to see uh, this team play. I want to talk Poku and then also talk about the game as a whole and how the Thunder won this game coming up. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, which is breaking down all the biggest storylines of every single uh, sport across the nation. Peter Bukowski does a great job there taking you beyond the box score and behind the scenes over there at Lockdown Sports Today. In 30 minutes or less, you have your briefing 
what's happened around every league. Pokashevsky, man, he was good. He was good. I believe that he was the Bali sports player of the game, like the little uh, silent interview with Paris and and Nick. I believe that he was that player of the game. Of course, I was watching in the arena, so I couldn't really tell, but I think he was. He deserved it. 31 minutes played, 16 points, 9 rebounds, an assist, 2 steals, 3 blocks, 53% shooting from the floor, 2 for 5 from 3, including the 3 to take the lead. He's comfortable. He looks noticeably more comfortable. In this game, he rose to the challenge and brought the physicality that was necessary to play in this one. He's confident, right? Like, like that is showing in a positive way now, right? Because he's allowing himself to not overextend himself, not play outside of himself. And I've I've explained it this way before, and I'd be interested to know if like this is true or not. But in my opinion, it looks as though before he was trying to prove himself trying to prove I am a unicorn. I am this all-star player. Now he's just trying to prove, Hey, I'm a good, I'm a good basketball player. Like I'm, a, I'm an NBA player and allow taking that pressure off himself of not trying to be a unicorn and just trying to do his job. I think has really helped him. I think that, I think that that is how you see he's so comfortable with that comfortability comes the confidence that we've already seen from him throughout his entire NBA career. But the confidence factor being, look, you know, I'm not, I'm not shooting the ball. Great. You know what? I was one for four leading up to that. Uh, go ahead three, but I'm still going to take this one. I'm still going to take this three because I'm wide open. It's the right play to make. And that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine to take the take the three whenever it's open and then there for you. You want your players to keep shooting. You want your guys to keep going. And as I mentioned before, the, the, the team chemistry just seems on cloud nine from all aspects. SGA gets a ton of credit for it, but it's everybody. You know, whenever they pass to poke that ball, you know, right around the break of the, of the three-point line to take the lead, Everyone is going, shoot, shoot, you know, shoot the ball on the court. And he did it. You know, they believed him to shoot the ball. I think it was Wiggins who was already walking back on defense. He knew the shot was going to go in. You know, like it was a big time moment for this team. And they feed off of that energy from each other. And it's just great to see. But yeah, Poku looked really good. Brought more physicality, looked more confident, and just looked steady. Just looked comfortable in his role. It was fun watching this, watching this, these two teams play. Like, I really, like, not even as, like, a Thunder fan or media member, I really wish that this game could have stayed on TNT instead of the Nets and the Bulls because this was a fun game to watch. I think that NBA fans in general, if it was put in front of them on their plate, would have looked at it, tried it, and then realized, hey, this is actually a really fun matchup. Even pregame, like, watching Paolo warm up, he is is just huge. Like, Paolo Bencaro was huge. Uh, He was studying film on the sidelines for, like, 15 minutes his warm-up routine was awesome to see. He also signed autographs after he's warming up and when he's going back in the locker room like for multiple Thunder fans. And there was a actually a pretty nice smattering of Magic fans there too in, at the game today, which was kind of wild. I didn't know that the Magic had a little little stronghold in Oklahoma City. Uh, Bobo, as I mentioned before, dude, Bobo, 7-2. Like, he's every bit of 7-2. But watching the way that he just glides around the court, especially whenever there's no defenders and you're just playing on air, like, it is... It is eye-opening to see him play. Uh, and, and this game just felt normal, right? It felt like everybody in the timeline, everybody in the arena, everybody like everybody, from top to bottom was rooting for this team to win a game without any complications, without any you know pretzeling of your mind. Like, just win. Everyone was rooting on them to win. And the Thunder had that luxury because, you know, no matter where your pick lands in this year's draft, you're going to bring in a guy who people said is generational. 
They're going to bring in Chet Holmgren when the season's over with. So no matter where your pick lands in this very deep draft class, it's okay to root for a win and root for this team. And I, I truly believe that you should go pack the Paycom Center and support this team. And I would tell you if you should, and I would tell you if this team is not worth watching, this team is worth watching. This team is worth going and seeing. So get out there Thursday, get out there next week, whenever you can. This team is worth your time. Because as I mentioned before, they're never out of a game. They have so many players that no matter what point of the game it is, you know, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, big league, small league, behind the, behind in the game, there's going to be players on the floor that you truly care about and are invested in. And you get to watch this team evolve and grow and grow into what? Who knows? This team could be a playoff team, a play-in team. This team could be in the lottery again this year. This team could be you know, a bottom five team in the NBA this year. Who knows? But no matter where they finish record-wise, wins, losses, and standings, this team is clearly in the, going in the right direction and clearly going to be a contender sooner than later because of the way that these things are progressing. So allow yourself to go and support the Thunder this year. What a fun game this was. The Thunder win 116-108. They were once down 15. The Thunder held a 10-point lead at one point in this game also. Five times tied, six lead changes. The Magic did win the rebounding battle 55-47. The Thunder had eight more assists than Orlando. The Thunder defense forced 24 turnovers. Again, this young defense forced 24 turnovers. Now, the Magic are playing without a true guard outside of Jalen Suggs. And I, I would count RJ Hampton as kind of a guard even. But outside of Suggs, there's no true guard, so that plays into it as well. But the Thunder are just legitimately long and lengthy and good at playing the passing lanes. The Thunder only had 15 turnovers offensively. They had two more fast break points in Orlando. The Thunder had two more points in the paint as well. The Thund, uh, the Magic won second chance points 21-14. The Thunder had 30 points off turnovers. The Thunder had 30 points off turnovers. Wendell Carter Jr. was awesome. Wendell Carter Jr. was just incredible. 30 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. Watching him in SGA was fun to see. The Magic had four in double figures. The Thunder had five. OKC shot 47% from the floor, but just 29% from three. That has to improve, of course, 80% at the line. The Thunder uh, saw the Magic shoot 44% from the floor, 34% from the three-point line, and 100% at the uh, free throw line. The bed of the day. Thunder minus three and a half. The Thunder moved to 6-0-1 oh, against the spread. They had that push against Minnesota when it was a 10.5 point spread. Uh, but other than that, they're unbeaten against the spread. Great for OKC to continue. This is their first time being favored. So they're 1-0 as favorites, uh, according to Vegas. MVP of the game, of course, you can go to Shea every single time. So we'll say Shea and Pokashevsky. Up next, you're going to have Stockwatch, a recap of Blue Media Day, and SGA winning Player of the Week means a lot for the Thunder. That's coming up later on today. Uh, Thursday, we'll have a mailbag episode. Friday, you'll see a Nuggets episode. Sunday, the Bucks episode of the of the uh, Bucks recap for Saturday's game. Monday, a college basketball preview with our good friend at Mavs Draft on Twitter, Richard Stamen. Tuesday, Pistons recap episode. Wednesday, where does this team stand three weeks in? What does their future look like as a whole? Thursday uh, of next week, another Bucks recap because we the Bucks again. Get those two games out of the way early uh, this time around. And then Friday, a rookie class checking. So I think that this rookie class is very fun to follow along. So thank you for following along with Locked on Thunder. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.